What's up, family? You're now on the stupid coop. What's up? What's up, family? It's Jackie. And Swag Rags. And you are now on the stoop with Coop. So, welcome back. Uh, it's been a lot going on. Uh, to say the least. Yes. Uh, so, let's start off with the word of the day. And then we'll get into how uh, we've both been managing not only COVID-19, but also being uh, locked down. So, it's like at this point, I feel like I should move back in with my mother. Yeah. Several times I call my mom like, you know, I might be coming back to Vegas because this is... It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot here in New York, but we'll get there. Yeah, so we'll start there. Let me make sure the volume is up on your... Your arm is longer than mine. Make sure the volume is up on your phone, please. So the folks can hear us. Alright, we should be good. So we're going to start with the word of the day because education... And these times is unprecedented. And to be educated is one thing, that's the start of it. And then we need to recognize the economic impact that we have. All right? Period. Okay. All right. So that's, that's a heavy D. That's very bad. So the word of the day is a sale. A sale is spelled A S S. A-I-L, which means to attack violently or to assault. And we know that many officers of the law sworn to protect the people have not been doing such. And that's just a thing. And when we think of the people that have been peacefully protesting because it's a thing. It's the heavy it's, it's been a thing though. Since time. I'm just glad that we're now able to show that thing through social media, phones and body cams, you know. Yes, yes, yes. Before that was the reason that things got swept under the rug for me. You know, it's not having a the evidence to show and plead your case. Right. And now we're in a time where we can, like you said, we can see the shit happening. Because before it was all like, when we think and, of Emmett Till, and yeah. the woman that accused him of raping her and doing this, and that man ain't did nothing to you. And people have gotten death penalty for shit like that, you know what I'm saying? So it's a heavy thing that has been going on. And it's just, I'm grateful that we now have the technology that we have because people can't like sweep it under the rug. And like the biggest thing that I say now is, you can't unsee this shit. Right. Now, what I am grateful for is New York allegedly has or is in the works of passing a bill, a law that um, when these white people call the police on us for bird watching, for running, for riding our bikes, that it's now going to be considered a hate crime. It is. And that's period. And it makes sense. You know, it makes heavy sense. uh, it's it's now getting to a point where like, bruh, nah, it's not even recording. Like, it gets to a place where it's like, nah, you know what I mean? No, this the time is up. We weren't recording. Sorry, y'all. I forgot my chapstick, and I feel like I was thinking I need a, a lit too. Yeah, I'm so tired. Yeah. I'm gonna just lick mine. 
Let me take a sip of my drink. But we were saying that for those on the recording that they get to hear this, that um, New York is getting ready to pass a law to where uh, when you call the police, Karen, senselessly, Karen, that it's going to be considered a hate crime. And you need to do some jail time. And it should be as such because, like, there are people that have gotten the police called on them for no reason. And then the police not knowing what's going on because of being a white person and a white cop. They will come in as the bomb rush and attack people. People have broken limbs. People have got broken noses, black eyes. People have gotten, like, knocked out. And as we now see, killed. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like you don't know what thing you can do that can cause a tragic moment in my life to happen over your stupidity and your supremacy of having, like, that white privilege mindset. It's just, it's so senseless to me. And I have no understanding. It's happening way too goddamn often. And I feel like Karen has no understanding. And I would love to get into the mind of Karen. But Karen won't let me into her mind. Because she's going to defend her case. And she's going to be right. And I'm beating Karen up. Like, you know. <laughs> um, it's 2020. And it's just like... I'm not playing with you. And so you're not going to block me in from getting out where the fuck I'm trying to go. Right. You're not going to tell me or ask me and demand me to tell you where I'm going when I don't know you or owe you anything. And that's the problem. Like, stop getting beside yourself. We are not in yes and master days where I owe you something and you feel like I have to tell you something. Period. I don't. Yeah. Period. So, Karen, girl, you can suck a few dicks. Two or three. And I three, don't know that they might have a little bit more. of ganjarijas. Like, because it's ridiculous. It's really, it's, it's, we'll get there. But it's just, it's, it's so much it's on our minds and it's so heavy. And it's like the fact that we all have to go through this shit every single day. And you guys are now being able to see what goes on in a black person's life on a regular day basis. So when you're seeing these people attack people, you're seeing them beat them up and their hands are up in the air and on their knees, this is a real thing. It happens. Most of the time, you're not doing nothing wrong. It's just somebody, like, feeling their nuts and feeling like, you know, that... Feeling themselves, you know, feeling that vibe of authority, you know, and they take that shit to sometimes over fucking board, you know. Sometimes it goes overboard and it, it results in somebody getting tragically hurt or, like, you know, dead. It's, it's crazy. All right, and we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a teaspoon of pop culture. I just have to write a little note down real quick. Um, so let's talk briefly about the state of the beauty industry after COVID-19 and then after the civil unrest. Like, we have two pandemics that we're dealing with. And in our case, three. Because I'm black gay and a man. They don't want to talk about it. But we'll get there too. Because <laughs> yeah. Well where we are in life and what we do as black gay men, it's I won't say harder, but I mean I I'll say that like we deal with it on both ends and both sides. We get it from all ends and all sides in our queer trans community, mm-hmm. you know? Well, because we think about um being black is one thing. I'm black before I'm anything. And so I have to deal with that whole thing. The identity of just being black in itself is already a complex situation. Because you're taught by sometimes to not be black or to be less black to try to get through and fit in or to be in this box just to make it in life because it's that one little percentage that you can be that person that everybody's rooting for to get in there. And that 1%, we're just all supposed to be like, 
Thank you. And it's like, nah. Like, I don't need your grace. I'm good. We're at a place where we are the owners of ourselves and our shit, and we're running shit, you know? Like, so then we think about that. Okay, so we got that black, then we get into that gay, and then we have to deal with the white gays, or the Latino has been, uh, excuse me, Hispanic gays that don't want to identify as black. So now we're being attacked from so many different angles. Like, did you not recognize where you came from, sir? Or ma'am? And you are black. You have some black in your blood, and it's African running so running deep. through you somewhere. It's running so deep. And that's, it's... It makes me sad. It makes me sad. And it's kind of... That weighs heavy on my soul, you know? It really does. Because it's like y'all... But it just shows my ignorance, too, because I'm from Los Angeles, and so we don't have Dominicans and Puerto Ricans really out there, so you don't see the Afro-Latin community. We're next to Mexico, so we have Mexicans, and so we know them from their indigenous world and, and native... And, like, that kind of Spanish, like, is what I know. So when I came here, and I thought that these people were just black. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking up to girls, like, talking to them, and they don't even hear what I'm saying. Right. And I, right. that was my first time experiencing that was moving to New York and experiencing a black Hispanic culture. And so I got hip to that. And they just got to get hip, too, you know? And they say, yo, no say. No, or they would come to me, like, in a pool, like, I'm like, ma'am, I'm not Dominican. You're not Dominican? No. Oh, you look so Dominican. I'm like, nah. But then those, um, you know what? That's another conversation. But back to the state of the um, the beauty industry. Beauty Sorry, we get off track because there's so much on our chest <laughs> and there's so much going on in these times uh, that we just trying to get it all out in 30 minutes, which is nearly impossible. But you know, we are gonna try. It is. It is. Um, so the state of the beauty industry. I we work in two different realms, but they kind of collide at some point. Um, so I'm in more of the beauty, makeup, male grooming, and then you're more in the fashion. Stylist, fashion, I'm a sales associate. And so we kind of deal with the same ongoing things when it comes to our consistent part of our job in that field. Mm-hmm. But then it also is putting a toll on our outside jobs that we had in this industry right. as well. And we were on a call, um, just talking about how things are going to be different because when you sample a fragrance for a person i'm gonna say six months ago it was different and so now you're allegedly supposed to spray that fragrance in the air and that person is supposed to walk through which i'm not about to do that and as me as a what? consumer, <laughs> I'm not about to walk through no fragrance and have it all on my face. I don't even like it. Might it might not even be the scent for you? So like I'm gonna walk through so the now scent I'm and stuck now. If what if I want to try four? So now I smell like six perfumes. No, no, no. no. So it's gonna be interesting. Um, and then they're saying that you should spray whatever the blotter, the piece of tissue, or whatever it is that you have spray that and then lay it down for the person so let's say you the customer so i spray it i lay it down and then you pick it up i'm like shit if i spray it lay it down we still sharing the same germs so i might as well hand it to you i don't know 
it, in all, the art, the, the, the beauty industry is going to be heavily affected because most of what you do is hands-on, touching a woman's face, touching a woman's skin, putting on the makeup and putting on the eyeliner, showing them how to put on a lash, showing them how to touch them. Like It's a, that physical thing and your light and gentle touch with your, law, like your soft voice and your warm spirit, Like that's how you made your coins and that's how you gained your customer and talking to them. And, now it's like it's everybody's so paranoid it's this heavy paranoia on everybody's spirit where it's like you don't want to touch nobody if somebody cough you're looking at them if they sneeze it's like oh my god and so that in the beauty industry where you got to be that close is now it's going to be a 360 shift on what you have to do in your industry as well as mine because i work at alexander wang and i work in the fashion industry where we only have three fitting rooms and we're always touching hangers and we're always touching clothes and you are touching the clothes that just came off their body and they're trying stuff on and taking it off and right. it's like sweat and this and that or whatever you have going on and it's like what are we gonna do now like are we gonna have like it's times when we've had like a hundred people in our store because it's so packed or it's like 50 people just came in at the same damn time and we all over the place and it's like now i don't want to be around those kind of people i don't want to be around that many people and I, that's, that's for my much. safety, that's for me, that's for my health, because this motherfucking Coronayana, she is no joke. And she, she will definitely fuck you up, you know? So I'm trying to be my best and in my best health, and I don't want to spread it to nobody else that I may, like, love or not want to have it. But it's really going to be hard now, because they're telling us that, you know, things like we have to now do, like, only phone orders, and we're only sending stuff to people's house. But at the same time, they're touching that stuff. And what if they have a corona, and it's in whatever the hell come back in the box? We don't know. But then it's also like, then you now have that divided space between like you direct to customer from store, which was There's us, no and coming in. Me. There's nothing, we're not able to touch them. Like, I used to be like flinging a girl dress and like adjusting her top and moving her stuff and mm mm. Again, you know, giving her that va va rouge, ooh la la thing that you do in fashion and, and, and in beauty as well and make them feel like. But it's like now everybody has that wall that's about to be built up. You know, and it's like, hell no, I honestly don't want to touch you. I honestly don't want you to hand this to you. And it's not, it's paranoia, but it's also safety. Right. Because I'm thinking that I'm scared to even get on the train at this point. I am. Like, you might be the first person that I've actually had physical contact with in, like, the past three months. In these three months, I've seen Nyjah, and that's because she had a baby, and it was her mom's birthday, and I, they came and drove, picked me up in their rental car, and drove me back to their apartment, so it wasn't nothing crazy at all, you know what I'm saying? This guy wants to be a part of the podcast so bad. Are you kidding? Um, we have a slight interruption. But I know, and shout out to Nyjah. Yeah, it was a mother who had her baby doing the coronavirus. There was a point in time where they told her that she would have to have her baby without her baby daddy or her mother or nobody, just her and the doctors. It's her first time having a baby. They're going to have her in a room with none of the people she that she's known. With her. She said, are you crazy? Like, no. And then they made a law that they couldn't do it because they tried to do that. And they were saying that that was like the actual thing. Like, it was at a point in time, it was a thing. Well, shout out to her. Shout out to her. But yeah, the beauty industry will just have to wait and see. And the fashion industry will just have to wait and see what our next moves are going to be. But it also is a boost for right now during quarantine to 
tap into your inner minds and your inner selves to figure out and dig deep into your spirit on what you are going to do to maintain and assist yourself because it can come to a time where something like this can wipe every job out what jobs are you going to do and what things can you do to be self-sufficient still so those are the questions that i've been thinking about and what are the ways that i can make money in the cool different ways that i make with all the talents that i have and all the things that i'm doing what am i going to do to try to make that money because if i don't have a job or if my retail job doesn't exist because retail's dying everybody's going bankrupt things are going on and it might not be a fashion industry what am i going to do in a fashion world where i can still make a coin how can i still inspire the next group of people to be ready for the next round of fashion because it's always forever changing you know what i mean absolutely and i saw a young lady from nigeria i wish i knew her name but i feel like a lot of people have seen this by now where she had a virtual fashion show and it was all the clothes with nobodies and was fucking bomb as fuck and it's like these are the things like getting innovative like these are the times where you can't take this as a downfall or downtime this time is the time where you can be the most creative and do the most out of the box shit digitally we have social media so like we can do crazy ass fashion shows when you can have a green screen and do some wild ass shit online and have crazy dancers hanging from the fucking ceiling doing silk like it's so many things that can be done but yeah i'm sorry we'll go so we'll we, we get far into we'll things get back to that. let's get back it to might where be we a part two. so let's talk about karen 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 wait let me take a sip i need to sip of my cocktail because before we get on we never cheers Karen, cheers to black lives and them mattering and they matter and each and every black life don't be selective Now, Karen, Karen, you've gone too far and you still don't know the limits of going too far. You've seen these videos time and time again called Karen, Kathy, Cynthia, Tay, uh, Tammy, whoever the fuck you are. You know that you know that girl and you don't want to be her in this time right now. We warn you, Karen. Because Karen, I saw Karen got beat up at one of the more... Karen got her ass beat up at that Target when she was up in that fucking wheelchair talking her shit, trying to stab people. Karen oh. thought she was she thought she thought was fucking Spider-Man. And guess what? They flung you around and hit you with that goddamn fire distinguisher and hit you with that goddamn... The black lady hit her with a pop, pop, boom, pop, pop, right upside her head. Karen was at one of the marches and she decided that she wanted to grab one of the signs, the Black Lives Matter signs. I and know, they came her, upside her head. Baby, they here with a two-piece with that dress bitch. And we, we, gonna, we gonna include Tony as well. Karen mm-hmm. and Tony. Because now we have Tonys coming out mm-hmm. with people. I just saw a video of a man that came around a goddamn corner with a motherfucking chainsaw. No, and he Chainsaw, a white man saying, get out of here, get, he go, go. Right. He was I don't give a fuck what you are. You can't run a corner like Chainsaw Massacre, bitch. I'm definitely finna fuck you well, up. No, we need to talk about that because, sir, they was just trying they to They banned you. No, not trying. They have walls being built. Like, they went through the indigenous people's land and, and already started the wall. Like, pay attention. Manuel, you gotta do better. You've got to do better, sir. Shame on you. Yeah. Alright, let's move on because Karen does stress me out. Yes, but, but I'm Karen, gonna talk yourself. about Karen an experience that you had. Oh. You guys in fashion, I just want to have this quick talk. And I'm going to make it very, very short. But I just have to get this off of my chest because it's 2020 and we are in this realm. And I want people to understand and know where I'm coming from. I've worked in the fashion industry for probably 15 years now. I've been 
like my first job was at 16 working in high-end retail and so I've done that my whole life and in between I've worked in styling and fashion underneath the biggest fashion stylist I've done all types of things and I'm not trying to say this to brag I'm trying to give you context so from that now I was at a job at one point in time and it was like an and, and kind of job that I, in between job kind of thing you just jump in and you got hired okay let me keep this it's cute you know this person was so rude to me every day at work and made it their point to like point me out and say stuff to me every day but they did every everything on the entire spectrum of what the fuck not to do as a manager but when you do one little thing or all of this stuff and i'll say this to say this like y'all have got to get better at like holding yourselves at a standard and doing whatever y'all want and then when we do one thing come two minutes late here's an example coming five minutes late when we have a 15 minute grace period and you saying that i'm late when I have a 15 minute grace period and within the 15 minutes, I only came five minutes late, right? Now, you, on the other hand, are a manager. You have a fucking key. So you can come So you go you in your to. store and you chill it. Now me, on the other hand, when you're 30 minutes late and it's 10 degrees outside and we live right here by the high line and it's fucking freezing, here I am outside for 30 minutes, now we got an issue. So I'm just saying, be equal. And no, don't use your white privilege in times like that. And don't use that white privilege to get back at people during management and get people fired because somebody hurts your feelings on what they said or somebody try to correct you and you feel, oh my God, somebody try to correct you. And it's okay to take criticism. It's okay to be corrected. It's okay for somebody to say what they notice without having to lose their job. And that's a fear that all black people have in their spirit, which is why we say, uh, and we keep quiet, we keep quiet, we keep quiet. And then when we blow up, because it's been three months and you fucking with us, right. then you go straight to, oh, you're angry. It's such an angry person. What is going on now? I don't feel safe. And uh -uh, we have to get him out of here. And so y'all have got to change that mentality because that's the reason why Karen is the way she is. And it's like everybody wants to look at the bear once the bear has been poked 15,000 times. Look at how that bear has been agitated. Look at it. For 400 years. You got eyes. <laughs> you got eyes. If you ain't got eyes, you got contacts, yeah. you got glasses, you got a magnifying glass. And aside, no, the police have been whooping our ass since the 40s, the 30s. And so we're not going to play this game. Like, all of a sudden, the police have been so pro-black and so for the black people and always been on our side. It's always been them there for us, to tame us, to be in our face, to right. fuck with us, to burn our shit up. They were the same people in the KKK working for the fucking police department. So I don't doubt it. Anyways, moving right along. Let's go. We'll, we'll get there in season two, you know. All right, so let's get into a teaspoon of pop culture. And, excuse me, we're going to keep this short. Because I'm already tired. Yeah. I'm, it's, it's draining, y'all. It's draining. But it's needed. And we thank y'all for everybody posting and everybody enlightening their, un, you know, yes. people of color that are not of color. On the Instagram. Oh, you know, we gotta put it out there who you are. We are black, we are love, we are beautiful, we are emotional, we are crazy, we are loud, we are funky, but we are black and we are that and we will always be that. Amazing. And I implore each and every one of you, whatever your friend is doing, I implore you to share that. Share it. It don't cost you nothing. You know, a lot of Support. unemployment is at an all-time high right now. But what it don't cost you is to share what your friend is doing. Now, you may not be in a uh, moment to purchase a product or, you know, you know, funds are limited. But at least share it. 
because yep. somebody Anybody. else can purchase yeah. it. You never know. Mm-hmm. I always share the new things and new music and new things and things that are going on because it circulates in art wave. Do it. You know, do it. we need an art circulation of what everybody's doing. Everybody should be reposting and reposting and reposting everybody because everybody's elevating. We all went in. Yeah. I'm going to start really rocking, but I ain't going to do that. So let's get into this teaspoon of pop culture. Let's go. So let's talk about celebrities that are speaking out or not speaking out um, during the Black Lives Matter movement. movement during the civil unrest, whatever you want to call it. Um, now, I know Beyonce posted her lovely message with the music that was so, like, methodical in the background. And, you know, I feel like she was just kind of offering us a little bit of peace and hope and love. Okay, what light. We it was like light, lighthearted, light, fluffy, like what we needed. But it was also a whole bunch of gangsta behind that whole shit. Quit playing with us. I felt that too. We say a lot without saying anything at all. If you know, you know. And they drug Beyonce. And that's okay. They're gonna drag her. They want her to like. They want her to do this bitch. Then did a whole Black Power fucking uh, halftime at the goddamn Super Bowl. Black Power with um, Bruno Mars. They came out and they fucking shut that whole shit down to the point where it got. And it's with her, and I don't want to say just with her, but certain people is just like okay, like you can't give it win. up. Like these people do a lot for the black culture and has done it and said a lot and done a lot for the culture. But we can talk about people who have really still do stuff for the black culture. But for me, at this time, are not doing as much as they could. I would say I don't want to say as much as they could. Um, I just feel like that's relative because mm-hmm. then we don't know what they're doing behind the scenes. Yeah, you know what. I'm stuck on that, so you know what? J&B, they done donated so much shit throughout the years. And it's not just about donations. They showing up to places, and they doing things, and they going to Africa, and they showing up. And you seeing these people talk to people and, like, go to hospitals and, like, so, like, quit playing with people in their face. And then for them, it's not safe for them to show up to a march. Because this thing is going to become a whole... They don't want it to be about them. They want it to be about the message. And that's why they're chilling. But they also are posting and reposting. They have music to talk about it. And has influenced the entire world. And it's all the way to fucking Brazil. To fucking the smallest little country in Italy. You know? So, they've done that part. However, do I want to... You know, we can move on. I'll pay it. I'll pay it. So, what's some black-owned businesses that you want to shout out? Oh, my God. So, I have a really amazing homegirl. She is a skincare, skin product. If you need um, blemish cream, she does um, all black products. And they're all made from scratch. And they're all um, vegan and uh, Mm -hmm. eco-friendly. Her Instagram is Chocolate Chun Li. Mm -hmm. And her products are called Made By. So, she has these labels. And it says Made By. And whoever your name is... um, she puts it on there or made for um so it's called made for made for you is the brand so it's made for and it'll have like jackie so if you got the new mask with the cleansing cream and like the uh they she does stuff for black like it's for black skin so she does things like the blackheads and like things on your skin and um blemish soaps and she does like all these different things um lotions and creams and shea butter she makes like um fresh shea butters um, and blends them and makes them herself and candles and wax and everything for your skin and 
it, it's really great. All natural products, the coffee scrubs and body scrubs, and it's amazing. And she's really easy with shipping. She's very communicative and um, on her shit when it comes to you placing an order with her. So it ain't like you getting to run around and somebody left you on red and then you ain't heard from nobody in been four weeks. But it's um, she's a great, 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 it's a great product. And I think everybody should really try it. And I'm not being rude. I'm looking at my phone because I want to shout out... Give me two seconds. I want to shout out Yummy Candy. Let me make sure I... Okay, here it is. Yummy Candy Collection on Instagram. Black-owned business. She has everything from hair conditioners to uh, hair growth oils and... She sell them uh, little units. You know what y'all putting on? I ain't gonna take my wig off because y'all ain't gonna see my head right now. Oh, she said she got units. Mm-hmm. She Let me get me a frontal. Let me get me a frontal unit. I'm gonna have me a universal part. And give a shout out to my boo, Cute Cosmetics. Um, so, yeah, that's that. Um, and um, if you follow me on Instagram, swag underscore brags on a regular day basis, I'm always posting black owned brands and um, my friends, music companies that are black owned. And um, I have friends that are chefs that are black chefs. So black restaurants, especially in New York, there's a lot of amazing black vegan restaurants and black, just black chefs in New York in period. And so uh, I'll send him the links to that. Um, And you guys can follow me on Instagram and I'm always. That little seafood I got today. I'm about to go eat it with my homegirl. Because I haven't seen her in It's so really upsetting me and my home world. Because if you can't be black in America, <laughs> where the hell can you go? Hey, that's a word. The fuck? But what the, um, it wasn't Malcolm X, the most disrespected woman. You know what? I can't wait to right now. So where do we want to leave the people off at? I want to leave the people off with there is always hope. If it's not one thing that the African-American people know how to do is love. Mm-hmm. Through anything and all the pain and suffering and everything that we've been through, we've always managed to love. We've always managed to get by. We've always managed to hold our head high and be strong. So we have to continue to do that while still protesting, while still having a voice, while still calling everybody out on their bullshit when the shit's happening. But also... You know, take in the forefront. Start mm-hmm. your own businesses. Look at these black investors. Find these black investors that can put money into your business and your companies. You know, do the research. There's a whole bunch of grants for people of our kind, people of our color, mm-hmm. to get businesses off the ground for themselves and doing shit for themselves. So it's like, do the research because you can start your own business. You can get a non like a nonprofit and, and grants and bonds, like not bonds, grants and nonprofits. Um, you know, so we still have hope. Everything will be okay. We are going to be all right, but we're going to be better. Because right now, it ain't never been an enlightenment and then like a highlighted and the elevation of the entire United States and where we are right now. So I don't imagine anything crazier happening. I think that things are, have got to get better because now we're really not asking. And that's the difference. Before, we were peacefully asking what's going on. This is what we need. This is what we want to ask for. Can we please sit at the table? And now we're like, bitch, we've been doing this shit for 400 years. Y'all got We built the table. And now we gonna build this table and take it and sit at it. And we really can't have our own black industry. We really can cut ourselves off from, you know, and do our own thing and really be successful at it. And I think that this has ignited a beautiful 
plant in the ground that is growing for everybody to be a part of and like investing because you're seeing like people yeah. are like put a million dollars for this and a million dollars for that and this company got a million this and this and that and it's like now they're distributing this money and people are putting money into the black communities because they leave us high and dry in these hoods and say that we're heathens and savages but then they haven't fixed up our inner cities and our schools and they haven't fixed up mm-hmm. our little parks and things around us that that can be amazing and make us feel good you know and we haven't fixed them up either Let's be honest. And we can we get off our ass and do it too. But when we don't own what we do, it's not ours anyway. So that's probably what we are, where we are. For me, because like if we own these it's areas, time. it's not like you own. We don't own these apartments that we pay and rent to these white companies and these people. And that's not having to be a black or white thing. I'm just saying. But can you give us a little bit? Ooh, child, things are going to be easier. I'll, um, Ooh, what's on my spirit right now for, for what's going on in the world? Give us a little selection, child. You know this child got vocals right here, so. You got time. You got time. I will never forget this man named Jesus. He died for you and me on Calvary. He paid the price. Now I am free for life And which we call a sacrifice After the story He signaled blessings There were miracles That people never had There was love beyond how he showed he cared mm, I'm a word <laughs> oh. we gonna be alright y'all Ooh. period alright alright come all right. on Jesus well, we love y'all love and light y'all. and remember always be on the stoop with, with you and that's on what period also <laughs> We are at a zero tolerance for fuckery, so don't. Try it, and you will get dealt with. That's just that. But love and light, peace and love. We are going to make it. Call a friend today that you haven't called in a long time. Call a family member if you fought with them. Right now is not that time. Right now, everybody needs to be united and loving each other. So do that. Because you never know when it's going to be their last time or yours. So love and light. Peace and love. Love you guys. Ciao.